Welcome back to another edition of Pillars of Heaven. I'm joined in the studio this week with JB and Leah. Thank you, JB and Leah, for being here. Thank you for having us. Oh, there we are. Thanks, Mike. Hey, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad you're here, and I'm very excited about this show because we have on the line Jennifer Hubbard, which is a childhood friend of mine who has uh, authored her first book. And, uh, well, she's authored many books from what I'm told, right, Jen? Yes. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome, Jen. Hello. Thank you. Jen and I go way back. We went to grade school together, which is maybe 10, 15 years ago. Right. <laughs> right? Wow, uh, you're a young man. Yeah, yeah we're pretty young. <laughs> and uh, we've known each other for uh, quite some time. Um, I was telling the group here that you and I uh, would lose touch. And then every once in a while, we would be thrown back together in some circumstance. And we would see each other throughout the years. And, yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, we met up and she told me we were talking about books and she told me she just wrote her book. And I think when I met you the last time we were searching for a publisher, correct? Yep. And now, lo and behold, here we are. I'm holding in my hand Life in Verse by Jennifer Hubbard. And uh, this is a great book. The three of us have read this. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to do, Jen, is let you give us a little background on how this came to you. Uh, what what it's like this journey because a lot of our listeners have not um, heard about this book yet so now's your opportunity to tell us a little bit about what inspired you to do it and how you came up with life in verse so we'll turn it right over to you go ahead okay sure um so i didn't actually write this book um lord put it through me Ah, so um in 2018 uh, God just started speaking to me in a new way, and um, I heard deep in my spirit, write this down. So um, I sort of rearranged my lifestyle to accommodate that and began spending a lot of time in the Word and writing down everything that I heard as I was reading. Um, so I had, I had previously spent a lot of time in the Word every day anyway, but um, adding the element of writing everything down uh, really shifted things for me um, because I was able to go back and be like, what did he say on Tuesday? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, initially, this book was just a bunch of journals, God speaking to me. And um, after I had been writing by hand for about a year, um, God told me to publish it. So I was like, I guess I better start typing these up, um, which took me about nine months, but thank God for COVID because I wasn't working. So that's what I did with my time and um, just uh, finished the transcribing and the Lord was still speaking to me very strongly to publish. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. So um, I started querying literary agents. I queried about 10 a week for about six weeks. And then I finally got one. And I sent him the manuscript, and my original manuscript was 986 pages. Oh, wow. Wow. He said, this is great, but people don't buy books this long. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we're going to have to, you know, figure out how to pare it down. And so I spent about another maybe six months um, working on that. And um, so out of that grew five books, um, what I as one um to me it's all still book so that's why they're all titled 
same. Um, they're all called Life in Verse, and they all have different subtitles. So, yeah. And then I, after I finished a lot of the editing and paring down and um, separating the things, um, I took out all of the things that I thought the Lord spoke to me personally um, that weren't really like global or corporate church information. Um, but a lot of this is a warning for what's coming. Um, and it has a lot of information <laughs> um, and it's all directly from the word of God. So, I mean, I didn't make any of it up. It's not a story. Um, it's not about my life or um, my history. The Lord is speaking very clearly to me about writing that book, but I think it was really important for me to uh, get clear on everything he had to say before I did that. So um, out of a lot of listening, grew life and <clears throat> Yeah, life and this one, um, this one. I'll tell you what. When I first read this, when I started reading it, and and I told the group here, I'm like, you know, I know Jen, and um, I'm very skeptical skeptical about reading books like this because um, usually there's at some point in there there's a twist and it it falls off of you know you know, the target it's like okay we're going to talk about god and we're going to talk about jesus and you'll start reading it and then all of a sudden it slowly pulls you away and they go into their own thing and that is not the case in this book and um right now yeah and, and i mean leah leah read it leah loved it i did uh, i loved it i mean it really spoke mm -hmm. to you right yeah for sure um i do I, I actually do a lot of journaling as well i'm sure not as not as much as you um but i definitely the lord speaks to me and i i journal through that um yeah so i have a lot of things that i feel like god has spoken to me kind of written down and and you do have to kind of put it up against scripture you know that's what that's yeah. what they they teach us to do with like you know kind of like prophetic things right, you know right. um <clears throat> but yeah i love i love the style and it is it is all scripture it's right from the gospels yeah um, and, and the good thing is and then jb when when jb read it I and mean, jb was very thorough with comparing it with the bible and he would read a chapter of your book and a chapter of the bible and compare it and make sure we were you know it was aligned with what god says and uh man what do you think jb yeah, I'm very, I'm very critical, like you, Doctor Mike, yeah. and uh, I don't, I don't just uh, trust something without uh, holding its feet to the fire. And uh, yeah, I, I literally was comparing uh, chapter to chapter from from your book to the actual Bible, and uh, everything aligned. Yeah, and and it's a great book, Jen. And it's maybe you want to describe to our listeners uh, the style in which it is, because it's it's not just a a normal read, correct? It, it's yeah. like uh, the maybe you want to talk about the point of view of where where the the book is directed from. Oh, sure, yeah. absolutely. Um, and again, I have to refer back to the series. Um, a lot of a lot of people, my mom included. Um, she's my biggest fan, so uh, thanks, mom. But <laughs> she did the same thing as JB, and she read the chapter in the Word, and then my. Uh, I guess synopsis. Um, and so in the third book, um, the third book is called Personal Reflections from the Secret Place. Mm -hmm. And that one actually contains the entire word, but they're in like five chapter nuggets. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so it's been taking her a little bit longer to finish that one because she's actually reading 
every mm-hmm. scripture, which is amazing. Um, that is, and yeah. And process of paring this down was like, what do I keep and what do I get rid of? As far as I did stay true to everything the Lord spoke to me, I, I moved it around into different places, but yeah. um, keeping the scripture reference there at a time there was a discussion, should we leave it in? Should we take it out? Um, and because this is what the Lord spoke to me, I actually had all these things dated in my journals mm-hmm. and then dates were in there and I thought, well, wouldn't it be neat to like incorporate that somehow? Um, so I did in the third book, um, it's written in four seasons oh, that's okay. awesome. and seasons are sowing, growing, harvest and rest. Oh, wow. Mm. Nice. Walks you through the journey that God took me on over a year of my life, um, through the scripture. So these are, so the, the book is written from God's voice. Um, right. it's everything that he spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if you read the uh, personal reflections from the gospels, a lot of that aligns with scripture in a much clearer, more clear way, because mm-hmm. a lot of the gospels is Jesus himself speaking. So you would have ha- heard that voice in there quite a bit anyway. Um, right. When you're in the Old Testament and the Psalms, it's a little different how how it sounds, um, but God said everything to me that scripture says. <laughs> um, he just made it very personal. Um, so, yeah, I love that. And I think that's important to do in our lives. You know, that's what He wants us to do. He wants us to personalize it because our walks with Him are personal. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, he, yeah. So it was a very, very personal journey. I did take a lot of the when he said something very specific to me about my life or my situation or my future promises or things like that, um, that I felt didn't apply to mm-hmm. the global church. I did take those out, but um, the Lord uh, really placed an importance on my heart about this being timely and essential for believers. Um, I, there's a lot of information throughout the series um, just about what God expects of us as a church. Um, and the second book is um, Personal Reflections on Scriptural Themes. Oh, nice. And so that one, um, I kind of had fun with these because I got to work with the graphic designer in, in making the covers exactly how I wanted them to be. Um, so that one is kind of a yellow color. And it's because these were the highlights that when I was doing my read-through and my proofing, which I actually did on paper. Like I'm, I actually wrote it off with a pencil, and I actually like, printed it out and did the proofing on paper. Oh, wow. And I would highlight these different themes that popped out, um, and there are 12 of them. And so, I mean, a couple of them, boundaries, obedience, idolatry, the temple, the remnant. Um, so it has uh, – that's a little bit of an easier read, <laughs> Um that, because, that's your second one you said? Jill? Yeah, the second okay. one. It's, um, it's got those sort of highlighted things, and that's mm-hmm. the most personal of the books because that um, then shows you like what God was really hammering home for me during the course of this writing. Mm-hmm. These oh. themes were super important at that time. And um, the fourth book is uh, a little different as well because it's just – Everything God said He is, every I am statement in oh, I all. Love that. Um, so that one is personal reflections on the nature of God. And it's um, 
just absolutely everything God said he is from Genesis to Revelation. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. is. I love that. So these books, uh, uh, obviously you wrote them all as one. So uh, this one's released. Is the second one released yet or... All five are published, actually. Oh, wow. I didn't oh, even know congratulations. that. Congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. I, I had a goal in mind, and I really wasn't sure if it was an insane goal, but um, I was ready to be done with this project, actually. <laughs> it's been with me since uh, the first day of 2019, so wow. I really wanted to have them all published within a year, and I um, the first one was published in August of 21, and the last one was published in july of 22 so Ooh, oh wow that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah that's super yeah. cool yeah so well i have well, a, a, a re- is a whole separate story but they do exist <laughs> yeah I, I have a reading homework now yeah me too yeah it so, won't be homework for me so <laughs> where where can we get these jen where are they available for us to get they are all on amazon okay okay um if you if you just look up life in verse and my name yeah mm-hmm. they should all pop up there oh, all right and we'll fantastic. put that in the description of the show we'll put all that information out there uh yeah, absolutely i could send you the links oh yeah link, but that'll be perfect mm-hmm. okay yeah Great. and this is uh you know and it's always you know when you, you find somebody that you know that's an author and you feel good about yourself because you know them and, and i can say <laughs> hey i knew jen way back when <laughs> you know uh, no but this is a great read um you know, and, and we all took something a little different from from this. Um, and it's uh, the good thing about this is, you know, everybody has their their personal opinion about it. But, you know, as I read through it and the theme that I got like over and over and over was that, you know, God's calling you to man. It's just like that that movie we watch War Room is like God's calling you to separate yourself and spend that time yeah uh you know and that's prevalent and and a chapter after chapter of this book here um Mm. jen that you wrote and it's you know separating yourself and getting that quiet time and putting that time in with god and and he will speak to you yeah and it's that that theme is what jumped out at me right um so it's just Jen when 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 this came to you were were you doing um you know was this just a, an ongoing you know this was on your heart the whole time or was this just uh throughout the course of you said like 2019 was it just during your quiet time or or was this just a you know bits and pieces came through as you were spending your quiet time or was this just a hey I'm going to hit you with all of this all at one time you know what I mean <laughs> and, and you got this all at once that's a really good question. Oh my goodness. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> um, no, that's such a good question. Um, thank the Lord for His grace in not dumping it all on me at once. Um, <laughs> right. I received um, a bit a day over the course of 2019 and 2020. Wow. Right, so my, and you're like quiet time with, and you're you know kind yeah. of reading the Bible, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my only job, and the Lord was very clear with me, um, actually in the, in the theme book, one of the themes is boundaries, and God spoke to me probably 400 times, stay in your lane. My only yeah. job was to write down what He said. Hmm. Wow. Till he told me to pursue publication, that was my only job. And when He told me to publish. He's been very clear, like, none of the rest of it is your job, because I'm like, I don't know, Lord, I don't know how to do that. Right. I know how to hear from you and write it down, like, pretty much where it ends for me. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and so, you know, um, 
Yeah, I did receive a bit a day. That was uh, God's grace. It would have been a lot all at once, 987 pages. Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but if the Lord chose to speak to me that way, I, I like to think that I would still be obedient because, um, yeah, he. I think he speaks to us in the ways that we're best able and equipped to hear him. It's, it is tot- really... Pers- yes, I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. Making that time, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've had like a uh, you know some various feedback. It's funny because I haven't actually had a lot of feedback about the book, books. But um, one of my best friends said to me, "Well, I read the first page and I w- and it led to a three-hour repentance session." Oh, <laughs> like, wow! Uh, wow! It's incredible. Um, so yeah, I think it it's interesting the way that it, it um, speaks to different people differently. Yeah. Um, because when I read it, it immediately takes me back to what I was going through in that season of my life. And it was a really hard season of my life. And God was teaching me a lot um, about how to thrive in hard seasons. And uh, Right. I wanted to, if you, would you mind sharing about that? Because you did say in your, in the, in the book that it came during the hardest year, I believe, of yeah. your, of your life. Uh, and I, um, if you'd rather not, that's fine. Yeah, that's too. fine yeah. too. But if it's on your heart and you want to talk about it, that's uh we're here to listen if you want. There were uh, a lot of um, very, very painful things happening in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a full-time nanny at that time for my nephew, mm-hmm. who's my absolute favorite human on the planet. <laughs> um, and a lot of the difficulty that I went through was... Um, related to fears of my nephew having to relive my childhood because of generational cycles Mm. in my family. So um, God was teaching me a lot of things in that season um, about how to love well and, um, you know, how to process pain and uh, Mm -hmm. really, really use that season to bring me through inner healing of my own childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in the midst of it, in the thick of it, with this precious child involved, um, it was a really heavy time for me. So mm-hmm. I think the Lord, again, in His grace, you know, He decided to start speaking to me so clearly, like in that season. I had always heard from Him, you know, but it would be like, sometimes, was that the Lord or was that just like, mood I was in right, or right. just so clearly like uh, no doubt that it was him right the words did literally just like pop mm-hmm. off the page at me and it was just like a beautiful um, revelation and in that season I really needed to hear from him that way you know I, I used to joke that I was I'm getting my marching orders for the day right <laughs> right it, it was a daily, um, yeah, like a daily mandatory um, time with him or I would not have made it through that season. I really don't would have. So. You know, and that's important for a lot of people to hear because, uh, you know, the people go through their struggles daily and it's, it's important to... to to know that it's a it's a day by day struggle and it's a day by day hour by hour Mm -hmm. one foot in front of the other type of um some seasons yeah Mm -hmm. some seasons are longer than others Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's for sure Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, man, I tell you what, I'm excited to read the next book. I am um, too. And, I am. and I, I definitely, <laughs> definitely want a signed copy. I'm just saying. <laughs> just, uh, just, just saying. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good, good. And <laughs> so, so Jen, let's go back to when we grew up because you and I went to a, a private school. Uh, I guess I guess you could call it a private school. Uh, it was a Christian school. Um, okay, I don't think I I don't know why I, I don't think I knew that. You didn't know that? Well, that yeah. Now I know. Now you know. Good. See, <laughs> how so, could you, Mike? Well, how old were we, Jen? When did we meet? What grade were we in? You know. I think it was like first through fourth grade. Yeah, and when did you when did you leave that school? Yeah. Did you leave? Um, did you leave before I did, or did I leave before you did? I think I left before you did. Okay. What school was that again? I think we ended up back at high school together in Easton, right? Yeah, yeah we ended up in high school together. I Mike rem- was my first crush. What? I didn't know that. Oh, oh hey. Oh, this is really interesting. <laughs> hey, it did just take a turn. Where were you on our online dating episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Aww. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> wow. We went to some sort of a hockey game one time. Ooh. I think it was the Devils, which I always thought was a little ironic that the Christian <laughs> kids went to the Devils game, but whatever. <laughs> oh, that was their first crush. I didn't even know that. Dr. Mike, you stuck. Oh, look, I'm mm-hmm. blushing. If you can see me now, I'm blushing. <laughs> I've gone bright red. Oh, wow. So yeah, and then, like, weird ways we would reconnect. Yeah, that's. Like, that's what we went I told them. together, but didn't realize it until we went to a college party together. Yeah, we, we ran into <laughs> each other at a college party, <laughs> uh, which which I thought was, you know, I was like, hey, I know you. <laughs> you know, it was kind of weird that we met. If you remember, it was on a fire escape. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but it's like, hey, you know, I, I haven't seen you in so long. And, and here you are. Like, what are the, the odds that That's crazy. you and I are on this fire escape in the middle of this college party? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then I ran into you again. You were managing that restaurant. Yep. That's right. And I was like, hey, I know that guy's name because yep. there was like business cards at the front desk that said the manager's name. And I'm like, hey, I know that guy. Uh, and yeah. I was like, is the manager here? Yeah. Like, hey, I know you. Yeah. So, See, yeah. I'm famous in my own time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like throughout our whole lives, we've just been reconnecting, which is really cool. And then that is cool. Um, the last time that I saw you was you were looking for the publisher, and we talked about man a lot of things. And yeah. and and here it is. Like you fast forward now, mm-hmm. you know pandemic happened and um you know through all of all of the struggles and and everything else saying here's this book that that you've written and um i i I tell you what it's it's a it's a great thing to know that you know me knowing you for so long and knowing that you put this together is super cool for me Mm. you know what i mean if that makes sense um but i am excited to read the next ones and, and that's for sure so maybe we get a, a whole copy discount <laughs> on the whole series. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. She so, didn't take a bite on that yeah, one. Yeah, like, <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> but no, this I'm is, excited too. Yeah. So it, it's um, 
You know, and it's funny, me and JB were talking about it. It's like I, I, I let everybody have my copy so they could read it. And we and it came back to me and certain parts were underlined and certain things were... I underlined like the whole book. Yeah, pretty much. she did. <laughs> and, and it's like, I'm like, oh, wow, this is like something I read through the first time that I didn't pick up on. Mm. And then I read what they underlined and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's super powerful. And uh, man, your book is filled with that, that, yes. that stuff. I basically live in a library, and I'm actually like moderately obsessed with books. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's I, good. Just, my heart's so happy because I have a lot of books that I passed around like that through the years. That I don't know. That just makes my heart so happy. Books are so cool. They just, I don't know. They translate for each other. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I love books. Jen, do you think that this book would be good as like an outreach tool for? busy professionals, busy people in general, because we live in such a, a crazy world now where everybody's just so busy. And the one thing that, that I took notice to when, when reading your book was that it, it was, to me, it seems like almost like the cliff, like cliff notes of the gospels. Mm. Yeah. I thought, I've had a lot of thoughts about this, this book and these books, actually, they've been with me a while. I thought initially it was like, um, a little bit along the lines of like a Jesus calling, like it could almost be a devotional. Gotcha. I agree. Yeah. A little yeah. chunk A, you know what I mean? Like it, I don't think it would be, I don't think anything would be a supplement for the actual living, breathing word of God, you know, like, oh, I mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it would be nice as like a little companion or even if like, I don't know, there's a lot of different ways of, of reading it and it is kind of like user friendly because the other the other couple of uh volumes are not as um like to read a chapter of scriptural themes would probably take five minutes it's just there's a there's a lot of noise out there and people it's between people being so busy and not only that but for some reason there a lot of times people seem to be intimidated by the bible yeah i'm not sure why but I guess they feel it's going to be boring or it's such a big book that they don't know where to start. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, and there's a lot of people too, and a lot of people walking with the Lord. When I started writing this book, you know, my mom's a believer and me and Mike going way back, that's only because my mom is a believer and she wanted me in Christian school, you know, and I definitely walked my own path for many, many years, but train up a child in the way he should go, right? And then wait till he's old. And, uh, you know, right. I think um, that I thought it was good for people who think they don't hear from the Lord because my mom mm. was like, what do you mean like God speaks to you? I don't understand. And I spent a lot of time explaining it to her. And now she kind of hears from the Lord a little bit more clearly. So I thought of that too, that like, yeah, if you didn't have the time to read the full five chapters, you could read a synopsis. Or if you if you aren't sure the Lord speaks to you, put them next to each other, and then you can learn how He speaks in a way. You know, I don't know. I thought it had a couple different applications in that way. Like, and the Lord speaks to us in in a lot of different ways, and right, sometimes uh, sometimes He speaks to us, and you don't realize it because it can be something as simple as just a new understanding of yep. or uh, or a certain verse sticking out to you, and and you know an aha moment, you know. And I mean, God speaks through other believers all the time, and I've you know 
I have stacks of books written by former, you know, older, old times Christians and modern day Christians. God speaks to me all the time through other people's words, too, you know. No, right. sure. Right. However, he wants through donkeys. Right. Maybe, like, if, you're, <laughs> right. if you're going through a situation where like maybe you're trying to make a hard decision and yeah. maybe you just have a conversation with somebody along the way during the day and something they say kind of nudges you in a certain direction. And while them, while that person has no idea what, you know, situation you're going through, but that specific message was, was for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally believe in that. Oh yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. So Jen, when you, okay. So we went to Christian school and, and I, I know for me, like, you know, growing up in a Christian home, that's great. And you know, you, you, you hear what you, you need to hear and, you know, but it wasn't real to me back then. It was, I, I felt like where we went to school was like a punishment for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but on, on your journey, I mean, did you feel, I mean, when, when was it in your life that you really like got serious with God? 2010. 2010? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I look back now and when I was in Christian school, I was in two of them and I was kicked out of both of them. Uh-huh. I did- I like it. I am still not about conformity. You know, I really struggled um, and I hated it. And I thought it was just a bunch of hypocrites. I really did. And my, um, uh, you know, my testimony is really interesting because my grandparents were saved at a Billy Graham crusade. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, Yep. They were already married. They got saved together. My grandma tells a story. Super cute. Um, And... So they raised their three kids in the church. Right. And my, my mom married an unbeliever and my dad uh, had addiction mm-hmm. issues. So I was very much raised in like a divided home. Mm-hmm. And I always thought of my dad as like a born again hypocrite. Like always. Mm-hmm. I still to this day, that would be the best way to describe him. Um, and so I had a lot of rebellion in my growing up years. Um, I accepted Christ when I was eight years old. My grandparents believed that that was the acceptable age. I think it was like a an era in, in history where that was believed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you prayed the sinner's prayer, and there you were. You were in. And, um, you know, I, I uh, prayed that prayer for interesting reasons as a kid. But... Um, God honored it anyway. Um, I, my older brother passed away when I was five and he was eight. And my oh, grandparents wow. believed that he was in heaven because he had prayed that prayer and he was eight. So I like lived for three years waiting to be eight so that I could make sure that like if I died, I would be oh, where my wow. brother was. Yeah. I really had no concept of Jesus. Um, I, I went to Christian school, but they never taught us about the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, I, I really... Like, if it was taught, it was like a thing that they mentioned, you know, but I didn't really understand, like, the whole relationship to God thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord honored, um, man, the Lord honored that prayer my whole entire life. I, as soon as I was old enough to not go to church, I didn't, and I did whatever, really whatever I wanted. Um, and I always felt 
the Lord's hand on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have absolutely no business being alive if he were not invested in my life. Yeah. Um, I can uh, look back in journals in some of the darkest days of my history, and I literally felt the Lord's hand like, you know, if someone grabs the back of your shirt and pulls you back. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the Lord's hand on me many, many times. And um, so, yeah, I went through a lot of my own addictions and bad relationships, and I moved around a lot. And in 2010, I was just in a semi-stable situation in life, and I felt the Lord calling me back to church. And I... Um, went to a church that I knew was passionate about missions um, because even with all of my walking my own path, I've always felt that there's a call to missions in my life. Um, As a little kid, I remember sitting through like the missionary presentations and being like, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was the same way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I I joined a church and um, was baptized and... um, still was not walking with the Lord. I was just living my life, you know, Monday to Saturday and then showing up on Sundays. Um, But I went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic in 2010 and I encountered the Holy Spirit on a mountain there and I was never the same. So. Wow. That's my, that's my nutshell testimony. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I remember that part's in your book, too, that you went on the missions trip, right? Uh, in the beginning. I think that's because I, I was going to ask you about I that. Think it was um, an original author bio that I had, and she put it in the back of the book. Right, right. Okay. Okay. You mentioned in there, yeah. So I, I know other people that have gone to Haiti um, or, or Dominican Republic or... or uh, man, all over the place, yeah. and they come back not the same, right? Uh, for sure, not the same. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, hearing that you you had that encounter there, I mean, it's, I, I've heard so many people say that. I don't know if it's um, you know you're that special alone time that that you're there, and and the reality of of everything hits you, mm-hmm. and and then you get more in tune. I, I'm not sure, but. Um, for you, I mean, that, that's awesome. That's a great story, you know, and and for us, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about the school that we went to, but I had the most difficult time in that school with, with people and with, you know, that, that it turned me into, you know, like the most hypocritical person I was because yeah, yeah. Because the most, judgmental people i met were christians and the most that's so sad the people that turned me off to christianity were christians and you know when i left that school and went to public school one of the other people in our class went with me and when we got to the new school he told everyone you know to be cool he you know he was accepted into the cool crowd and he told everyone that he used to beat me up at the other school and, and you know and i went i my the beginning of my public school journey was not a, a good start you know and that turned me off even more i'm like oh, this guy you know went mm-hmm. to christian school with me he's supposed to be my friend and he's no better than anybody else yeah. uh, you, you know um but looking back now i mean I, I have a son now and he's in christian school and uh especially the way the world's going now there's no place i'd rather have him um 
you know, so I, I think back on our, on our journey and, and our Christian school upbringing, and I'm thankful for that now. Mm. I mean, back then I was not, <laughs> but, but uh, now I am. So, uh, maybe- uh, same, same for me, Mike. You know, yeah. I, um, I hated it and everything in me hated it. But when I look back on it now, I think, you know, I don't know. I still remember songs. Yep. We used like to seeds see so many you know? scriptures we had to memorize. I, I don't know. I feel like I was shielded from a lot because I was in a smaller school. Even, even if it weren't a Christian school, I feel like I was shielded from a lot mm-hmm. in in my growing up years. You know. Yeah. Um. But oh man, when we were in it, it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to say that because it's like, I don't know. It's not like anyone is founding a Christian school to like turn kids away from Jesus. That's not the heart of it, you know, but it happens a lot. And, um, I could be, I could be wrong too, but I think a lot of times we, we don't appreciate things either until, uh, until we get older and mature. Um, cause I remember going to Sunday school when I was a kid and, I don't really recall too much about, about learning about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, I learned about the Bible stories and stuff like that. And I'm sure they taught, you know, taught us about trusting God, but you know, really what, what I remember was like, Oh, you better be good. Are you going to go to hell? You know, stuff like that. And, um, it wasn't until I got older, much older that I, that I learned about the relationship with Jesus because mm-hmm. I actually needed him mm-hmm. uh, and to the point where I needed him on a daily basis mm-hmm. just to get through, uh, just to get through anxiety and, and all kinds of life problems. Whereas a lot of times when you're a little kid uh, in most households, you don't have that, uh, that worry because in your household, you go to mom or dad, you know, and they take care of whatever little problem you have, whether it be, you know, an ice cream or whatever. <laughs> But, but when you get older and, you know, you start, you know, going through all kinds of crazy situations, like maybe you lost your job and you don't know how you're going to pay any bills or um, you're going through some kind of uh, heartbreak or some kind of stress that's causing your anxiety levels to go through the roof. And you know that you have this unexplainable peace that, you know, can only come from Christ because there's no other reason why you could experience this peace while everything around you is like on fire, <laughs> mm-hmm. then you, you truly at that point appreciate the, the power of the personal relationship f- from Jesus Christ. Um, that has nothing to do with, um, well, you better be good or you're going to hell. Uh, people that, that believe that and think that way are mm-hmm. totally missing out on so much because that's mm-hmm. not what Christ is all about. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, how they say that, like, I don't know, uh, there was a movement in Christianity that was like all about the sinner's prayer and that all of Christianity was about salvation and eternal life. Like, that was the point. You say the prayer so you're in, you know. But then you're missing out on the whole of, like, living a life empowered by him today. Right. It's not just about, like, well, when I die, I have eternal life, which is also very, very cool. in our lifetime church uh, doctrine was based around like 
just getting in. The fear, know? the kind of like the fear factor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I don't know to each their own, but I wouldn't want to live a day without Jesus. I just wouldn't. And I don't know how I ever did. Hmm. <laughs> There's no joy in life. It's just running after things, you know, but I've right. also had a lot of people talk about mission trips and the, the way, the reason that sometimes a mission trip realigns a person with the person of God is because we don't see it here. Right. We don't see it here. It's like you were saying, JP, about um, about like when your parents meet all your needs or whatever. In America, all of our needs are met. Like we don't really need the Lord like they do in other Right. Places. We don't have that desperation, yeah. you know, and, or that. And, mm-hmm. We may have like emotional needs <laughs> that the Lord can meet, but <clears throat> you know, as far as like our tangible day to day right survival needs, we yes. meet them ourselves and we don't really you know, it's it's sad when I think about it. It's really sad when I think about Christians that are just missing out on like living a spirit filled life. You know, you're right. I mean, they're definitely missing out, especially if they think they just say a little prayer and then they're in the club and that's all. Um, And and I'm I'm living proof that you definitely need to have that daily connection with Jesus, because um, I went like four days or so without reading the Bible and without really praying like I normally do on a daily basis. And my anxiety levels went through the roof. Mm-hmm. And then it made me, it reminded me, and I, and I don't know, it, this is said in multiple verses throughout the, the Old Testament, um, that you are nothing without me. And, mm-hmm. and the Lord said that multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it made me think that, like, wow, so true. You know, we... I've, I guess I was taking for granted the peace that I prayed for on a daily basis mm. that when I stopped and I stopped reading the word, um, like I did throughout the day, then all of a sudden my anxiety came back and it was horrible. I don't mm. know if you've ever experienced an anxiety attack, but I mean, it's, I guess some people often mistake it for like a heart attack. Mm, yeah. You, f- okay. you feel like you can't breathe and, and it's just, it's horrible. Been there. Mm-hmm. And it just, that it all came crashing back. And then I started getting back into my old routine again. And all of a, all of a sudden, uh, Christ is, he's good. And he came back with his peace. So. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you, you know. But I right? think right. there's an operative word there being cast. Exactly. Like he, right. he come and take them from you. He's asking you, not you specifically, but all of us, right. you know. To, to come and bring them to him, you know. And, yeah, and it's a um, humble, it's a humbling reminder. I'm not like I'm. Let me be like the example here because I don't encourage anyone to do it. But if you go a week or however however many days without your normal routine of reading the Word and studying the Word and and praying, um, it's easy to pick things back. Up. You will feel the the effects, and they won't be good. <laughs> Me of, uh, it brings me back to the mission trip, but in 2010, when I went to the Dominican Republic, the ministry that I stayed with was called Meeting God in Missions, and I love that because I really did meet him there. Um, the guy who founded the ministry, he said that most people come on mission trips with some misguided idea that they're going to go change these poor people's lives. Yeah, right. Mission trip humbled by the fact that those poor people just changed their Change life. It, right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I remember being there, and the first morning we got up, 
and we were going to meet to have devotions or whatever. And he said, I want to challenge each of you um, to wake up 30 minutes earlier for the next 30 days and spend the time with the Lord. He said, if you do that, you'll never not do it again. And I was like, I'm not getting up extra early. <laughs> anyway, I'm not a morning person. Like, uh, why would I want to do devotions and then come right back up here to have devotions? <laughs> like, yeah. it was not part of my reality until then. But one thing about me is if you give me a challenge, <laughs> then do it. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And, um, honestly, he was more accurate in that than most people have ever been about anything in my life. I've never not done it since then because it radically changed my life. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> I, and I do believe, I honestly believe that God speaks to us. That's one of the ways he speaks to us is through the, the word. Yeah. And I read the Bible every morning as well. And uh, I try to read it in the evenings before bed. Mm -hmm. And I get to the point where I just feel like anything else is a waste of time. Like mm -hmm. I... If it were just me in, in my household, I would probably cancel Netflix because mm -hmm. I will turn it on. And it's not that I feel guilty, but I'll be watching like uh, one of the series that I watch and I'll get through like two or three episodes and I'm like, all right, let me let me turn this off. I got to go read the Bible, <laughs> you know, because like, why am I I'm sitting here and, you know, it, it's nice sometimes to sit down and relax, but mm -hmm. there's just better ways to entertain yourself you can entertain yourself in a way that enriches you yeah, as well right, right because i i find the bible very entertaining and that's another thing that that's another notion that i'd love to change in people's minds is that don't think of the bible as being boring the bible is very intriguing and exciting very very going on in there yeah I, I look at the Bible itself as like Netflix, and then you tune into all all parts of the Bible, and you mm -hmm. can read all kinds of interesting adventures well, and stories. And you make a good point. My pastor always says, um, like, if you claim that you don't have time to read the Bible, you're lying. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Simple. Um, because of the time that we do spend looking at Netflix or just looking at YouTube mm -hmm. or yes. scrolling through Facebook. Or Facebook, and we're not even... We're not even accomplishing anything like and the bible has never been more convenient to access than it is now i mean you could download the bible gateway app right and it even saves your spot when you close it out yeah i like that yeah, yeah you could choose any version you want i mean you so yeah. you can't even say oh well i don't i don't have a bible to carry with me on the go well that's oh. fine mm -hmm. or if you're one of those people that maybe you're new to reading the bible and you don't feel comfortable actually opening up a physical bible um then you can just open up your phone. No one knows what you're doing on your phone. You could be reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. You can listen to it. It's it's right. infinitely available to us, especially here in the West. You know, it's oh, yeah. amazing. Um, it's amazing how much we do take that for granted. Like I, I'm sitting in my house and I literally have a stack of Bibles. Like my mom always <laughs> says, "I just went to the Bible bookstore," and she meant her bookshelf because. <laughs> <laughs> So many versions of the Bible. Yeah. I'm laughing, you know, I'm laughing because I have a stack of Bibles too that I've been uh, collecting. And the funny thing is, is that I used to pick on my brother for that years ago. Mm. I used to say to him, Bobby, how many Bibles do you need? Because he's <laughs> always getting under the Bible. And now I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> the um, front cover of my book actually has a Bible 
that is has been in my family for like generations. It's nice. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, old. And I, I'm, I, I'm a book collector anyway, yeah. but I not passed up this ancient Bible. When my mom moved, she was like, all right, we have to divide up the Bibles. And <laughs> there are, uh, most of the ones on my stack are my personal Bibles, but I do have like family Bibles that I don't know. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That we have in this nation that don't think about very often right you're absolutely right i mean because there's parts of the world where you could get arrested or beaten for that yeah you know and we have apps and books john and memorizing it (laughs) no it's crazy we're we're very blessed yeah we are Seth. no we are definitely blessed that's for sure i mean in 30 minutes a day you'll read the bible in a year yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's you're gonna be doing something for thirty minutes. You know? But I have a book right here on the shelf, I guess one year one year Bible. And every day it's got it breaks the Bible up into three different mm-hmm. sections. And then uh yeah, you're right. In a year you get the whole thing down. I, I, I used to read actually an interesting little factoid. Um I used to read uh, since two thousand ten, I've read the Bible every year. Um, in that 30 minutes that that guy challenged me to, um, during the writing of this book and ever since, I spend a little more time in the morning because I have to write things down now. But but, um, when I wrote these books, I did, uh, it's called the Ferguson Reading Plan. It's a different approach to reading the Bible. I had typically always done it Genesis to Revelation, Right. Um, I've done one time the chronological Bible, which is some of the Old Testaments in a little bit of a different order. Um, but I did this Ferguson reading plan, and it really shows up in the third book because that one is, you know, uh, the full scripture. But it takes you back and forth, basically. Old go, Testament, New Testament. Yes, yeah, so right. Old Testament, and you read, like, um, from the Psalms once a week, yeah. and... Um, through the Gospels, and I think they have, like, um, Acts to Revelation in a second uh, segment. But it's really interesting mm. the way that it's up. And um, it's really interesting to see how God says the same thing in the, in the other place. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's mm. interesting you bring up that Ferguson plan, because I, I originally would read uh, cover to cover, too. And then I started where I wanted to go and read, like, say, a book from the New Testament and then read a book from the Old Testament and keep alternating back and forth. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the New Testament, because the after the Gospels, the books are, some of them are really short, so I'd, I'd read maybe two, two of them and then go back to the Old Testament. Um, but uh, what I will say is, um, I know what you mean, uh, just... There's such a huge blessing in reading the Bible because I just recently, I just finished the book of Isaiah yesterday. Oh, I love Isaiah so much. I do too. And it talks so much about Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Points to, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've actually fallen in love with that book and I was never a huge Isaiah fan, but Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my favorite books now. Yeah, I love it. The Lord really led during the lockdown. Like I read that a lot, a lot. I love Isaiah. Mm I read my too. Yeah, that's something for me. I I haven't really, I mean, I've read it obviously, but um, 
Yeah, maybe I'll spend some time in Isaiah. See now? Yeah, read Isaiah. That's such good homework. It's really good. You will love it because at first when you look at it, you're like, oh, wow, there's 66 chapters. But a lot of the chapters aren't very that long. And secondly, once you get um, submerged in it, you're not going to want the book to end. Uh, It's such a beautiful book. And there's so many, there's, I don't know how many chapters are actually devoted to about Jesus Christ right? Um, and it doesn't mention his name but you know by reading it who it's about Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just the beautiful promises you know that that the Lord is going to rescue his people and he's going to save everybody and he's going to draw everybody around the world all nations to him and uh, it's so beautiful it is it is Mm -hmm. nice yeah well now I have homework (laughs) I also have to get the other life in verse uh, series now so uh, this one, Life in Verse, is uh, personal reflections from the Gospels with Jennifer Hubbard, and it's on Amazon. We'll put that link out there. Absolutely. Jen, I want to thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure to talking to you and catching up with you. Yes, Jen, thank you. Yeah, it's great yeah, meeting I you. I really enjoyed your book. It spoke to me, and um, can't so wait much. for the next. This, this. That means a lot, and thank you so much. This was just a blessing. What a great way to have to start a Saturday. <laughs> for sure, and I'm sure we'll be in touch shortly. Um, Absolutely. After this. So God bless you, Jen. Yeah, thanks, Keep Jen. Have a great work. weekend. God bless you guys too. Thanks so much. Okay. Right, bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.